Welcome to today's podcast of Personal Growth Recipes with your host, Ron Denner. Now, I'm going to do a series of podcasts on winning with people. And it's based on a book by an author by the name of John Maxwell. You know, it seems that some people possess an invisible quality that draws others to them, kind of like a magnet. You know, they're they're just more than likable. Their, their, Their charisma defines everything they do. And it's this invisible trait that's it's just not inherited as much as it's, it's really honed. And it's a captivating spirit that can be taught and caught. Now, I, I want to share 25 of the most compelling keys to unlocking a charismatic spirit. A spirit that's going to help you win with almost every encounter in your day-to-day life. You know, th- These 25 skills are readily, easily learnable. They're not just for a lucky few who seem to be hardwired with exclusive qualities. They are within reach of anyone who wants them. And they are crucial for anyone wanting to win with people. Now, in today's podcast, I'm going to share share eight of these skills or keys. Number one is to start with yourself. You know, if you want to win with people, you've you've got to... be be winning yourself, or at least on your way to becoming one. Now, there's no avoiding this simple fact. If you will take the time to focus on yourself, you'll soon be ready to focus on others. Now, there's at least two compelling reasons why winning with people hinges on starting with yourself. The first reason is you can't be happy without being healthy. Psychology used to think that it was critical to focus on and eliminate negative emotions. But just eliminating negative emotions is not enough. You just can't be happy unless you're healthy. And there's a lot more to health than just not being sick. See, emotional health is at the center of winning with people. The second reason is you can't give what you don't have. Bottom line, if you're not becoming becoming a winner, you're going to find it almost impossible to win with others. But here's the good news. Your desires and attempts to win with others help to make you a winner. So being a winner comes down to one thing, and that's your value. And being a winner, in the purest sense of the word, has nothing to do with your performance or your earning potential. It has to do with your value and whether or not you have earned it. Now, when you embrace your own personal value, when you are secure in who you are, then you have become a winner. Now, there is a demonstration of value by an author by the name of Gary Smalley. He spoke before a large audience. He held out a a new $50 bill, and he asked who would like this, and every hand went up. So he crumpled the $50 bill up and asked again, you know, who would like this? Every hand went up. Then he proceeded to drop it to the ground. He grinded it into the floor with his feet. He picked it up again, all crumpled and dirty. He asked everyone again, who would like this? Once you know it, every hand went up. And Gary said, well, you've all learned a valuable lesson here. No matter what I do to the money, you still want it because it does not decrease in value. You know, it's still worth $50. And this illustration makes a profound point Now, many times in our lives, we are dropped, crumpled, and ground into the dirt by the decisions we make or the circumstances that we face. We may sometimes feel that we are insignificant in the eyes of others. 
But no matter what happens or what will happen, we never lose our value as human beings. Nothing can take that away. Never forget that. You know, it's, a very, it's just so important to believe in your value. You know, there was a boxer by the name of Chuck Wepner who never learned this lesson. Now, Chuck Wepner was a heavyweight boxer who fought against Muhammad Ali for the heavyweight championship of the world. And Chuck Wepner knocked Ali to the ground in the ninth round. And Wepner recalled, you know, when Ali was down, I remember saying to myself, start the car, we're going to the bank, we are millionaires. But Wepner's trainer yelled to him, you, you better turn around because he's getting up. And Ollie, Ollie went on to score a technical knockout with just 19 seconds remaining in the fight. Now, that story would be nothing more than another boxing match, boxing match except for one very important thing. You see, a struggling writer by the name of Sylvester Stallone was watching the fight that night. And Sylvester Stallone went home and he wrote for three straight days. And the script that he wrote was the birth of the Academy Award-winning movie, Rocky. Now, the, the movie studio offered Stallone $400,000 for his script, but Stallone refused the money. So he chose instead $20,000 and the right to play the part of Rocky for a minimum wage of $340 per week. Now, the studio also made an offer to Wepner since the movie was based on his life. And he could receive a flat fee of $70,000 or 1% of the movie's gross profits. Now, wanting the guaranteed payday, Wepner took the $70,000, a decision that ultimately cost him around $8 million. And once you know it, later Chuck Wepner would go on to work as a liquor salesman. Okay? So, you know, the same thing happens when you sell yourself short. You know, if you don't believe that you've got something of greater, great value to offer another person, you'll never truly win with, win with people. And, and just, you know, don't follow the path of Chuck Wepner. Who you are is the greatest asset that you will ever possess. You know, everyone has value and something of value to offer others. You know, forget about whatever makes you insecure. You know, just ask yourself, how can I increase my value in order to benefit others rather than just myself. And go ahead and list the things that you can improve about yourself, along with the steps to take to make the improvements. You know, remember, your relationships can only, only be as healthy as you are. Number two, practice the 30-second rule. So within the first 30 seconds of a conversation, say something encouraging to a person. Remember, be kind. You know, everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. And people everywhere need a good word, an uplifting compliment. You know, it takes very little effort to do, but it really does lift people up. So what are some examples? Well, you can thank them for something they've done for yourself or a friend. You can praise them for a personal quality that they exhibit. Or just simply compliment their appearance. You know, all people really... All people feel better and do better when you give them attention, affirmation, and appreciation. The next time you talk to someone, give them your undivided attention for the first 30 seconds. 
you're going to be surprised how, by how positively they're going to respond. You know, there, there's a saying, it says, uh, a gossip is one who talks to you about other people. A bore is one who talks to you about himself. And a brilliant conversationalist is one who talks to you about your, yourself. You know, have you noticed, you know, when somebody praises you, that your energy level goes up? And when you're criticized, doesn't that drag you down? So words have great power. You know, I, I watched the story of Vince Lombardi, the famous Green Bay Packers coach recently. And, you know, Lombardi was a feared disciplinarian and motivator. And one day, he chewed out a player who missed several blocks in practice. And, and after practice, the player just sat dejected in the locker room, wondering, you know, if he should just give up his football career. So Lombardi saw the player sitting there, you know, dejected, and he came over, he messed his hair up, he patted him on the shoulder. Lombardi told the player, one of these days, you're going to be the best guard in the NFL. You know, that, that player was Jerry Kramer. And Kramer said he carried that one positive message with him for the rest of his career. And Jerry Kramer went on to be elected, to, be elected to the NFL Hall of Fame. You know, never underestimate the power of an encouraging word. Word, You know, forget about searching for ways to make yourself look good. Instead, uh, just search for ways to make others look good. You know, just ask, what, what positive, encouraging thing, things can I say to each person that I see today? And give everyone you meet the AAA treatment, attention, affirmation, and appreciation. Remember, within the first 30 seconds of a conversation, just, just say something encouraging. So number three is let people know that you need them. Now, great leaders stumble when they believe people need them instead of recognizing the very opposite is true. You see, leaders can, can become great when they realize that they are the ones who need people. You know, if you ever want to achieve a dream or a big goal, it's the result of turning the dream from me to we, okay? Have you ever stopped to ask someone for directions? You know, most people will go out of their way to help someone with a set of directions, right? You know, why that is is because whenever a person feels that he or she knows something that you don't, you know, it gives that person kind of an eagle, eagle boost, right? Everyone wants to be an expert, even if, even if it's only for a moment, and it's a lot more difficult to achieve greatness alone. So, you know, it's not a, it's not a sign of weakness to let others know that you value them. It's really, it's just, it's just a sign of security and strength. And w when you're honest about your need for help and, inc and include others as you build a team to do something bigger than you, you are, everybody wins. Research proved long ago that when people feel needed, they are far more likely to be productive and creative. You know, forget about a prideful attitude that causes you to prove how capable you are without the help of others. So ask yourself this, who specifically can help me do a better job than I can do alone? Who's just waiting to be asked to join in what I am doing? And sincerely ask others for input, for help, or listen and listen carefully to what they have to say. You know, remember, individuals who win with people make others feel that they're, they're, at the, they're at the heart, 
the very heart of things, not on the outside. Number four, create a memory and visit it often. You know, few things bond people together like a shared memory. You know, soldiers who battled together, you know, teammates who win a championship, married couples who experience rough times can look back on their earlier experiences and just to kind of keep them going, you know. I, I remember our early years of marriage, you know, raising three kids with no extra money. You know, you're looking back, you wonder how you made it through those years, but but you realize it made your family life and marriage that much closer and special. I, I personally, I remember the camping trips, pitching a tent and getting rained on. You know, th- those are precious memories. You know, mem- memories don't find us, we find them. Even better, if we are intentional, we can make memories. You know, I, I, I really believe that taking the time to travel with your family or friends is going to create some of life's best memories. You know, a lot of what we do is going to be forgotten within just a few weeks. I, I personally, I would I would suggest taking photos to document your travels. You know, nowadays we can all do this with our phones, right? Uh, one touch, it's right there. You know, one of the great things about creating a memory is getting to relive it with those that you created it with. You know, it, it, what it does is it creates a connection that bonds people together. There, there, there isn't a person who doesn't understand the value of positive memories. You know, they, they can sustain people during the worst of times and inspire them during the best of times. So, you know, for, forget about trying to have quality time to make a memory. You know, if, if you're willing to invest the quantity of time it requires and ask yourself, what memories have I already created with people in my life that maybe we need to relive together? And go ahead, plan, plan an experience that will commence or that will commemorate an achievement or milestone that people will talk about from years years from now. And remember, you know, we we shouldn't wait for memories to happen. We need to make memories happen. Life is too short. Number five, compliment people in front of other people. It's it's essential to learn to give your compliments in front of others as well as one-on-one. Why is that? Because, Because that private compliment turned public instantly and dramatically increases in value. I want you to think about something. Everyone has an invisible sign hanging from his neck that says, make me feel important. People want to feel worthwhile in complimenting someone in public as well as private. It, it affirms people and makes them strong. Now, encouragement is what I call oxygen to the soul. You know, think, think about this. Think about the last time you, you, you received a compliment in the presence of the people who mattered to you. H- how did it make you feel? You know, few, very, very few things can lift a person up the way a sincere compliment does. You know, forget about giving compliments only in private. Instead, try, try to give public praise whenever you can. Ask, who can I spotlight in front of other people? You know, compliment someone around you in front of others today or tomorrow. Remember, when you give someone a public compliment, you give him or her wings like an eagle. I like that. Number six, give others a reputation to uphold. A reputation is something that many people spend their entire lives 
trying to live down or trying to live up to. So why not so why not help others up instead of pushing them down? You know, when you back up your belief in people with action, their self-doubt literally begins to evaporate. You know, it's it's one thing to tell your teen, teenager that you believe he's a good driver. Another thing to just let him have the keys for the evening. You know, I remember growing up, my dad, he, he took this kind of approach with us. He just expected and he assumed that you're going to handle whatever task that he gave you. And uh, it's a good good lesson there. Now, there, there's a new term that, that is used nowadays. It's called helicopter parents. And it, what it does, it refers to parents that just kind of hover over their kids every, every move, it seems, right? Even when they're in their 20s and 30s. And, you know, this, this is the worst thing that you could ever do for and to your kids. You know, for, forget about a person's failures in the past and focus on his or her potential in the future. So ask, ask yourself, what, what is unique and special about this person? And back up your high, opi- your high opinion of a person with action that reinforces that opinion. And remember, many people go farther than they thought they could go because someone else believed that they, they could and they simply told them they could. Number seven is, Say the right words at the right time. Now, the wrong words at the wrong time discourage people. The wrong words at the right time frustrate people. The right words at the wrong time confuse people. The right words at the right time encourage people. You see, words are both better and worse than thoughts. Words express thoughts. They, they give them power for good or evil and for comfort or injury. You know, saying the right words is not enough. Timing is crucial. Sometimes the best, best thing we can do for someone else is just to hold our tongue. You know, when we're tempted to give advice that's not wanted, to show off or to point out someone else's error, whatever, the best policy is just to say nothing. You know, one of the keys to saying the right thing at the right time is paying attention to the context. You know, during, during one of the last offenses of World War II, General Dwight Eisenhower came upon a GI who seemed depressed. So Eisenhower asked, how are you feeling, son? And the young, young man replied, uh, General, I'm awful nervous. Well, Eisenhower said, uh, you and I are a good pair then because I'm nervous too. So maybe if we just walk along together, we'll be, good for, we'll be good for each other. So forget about what you want to say and focus on what the other person needs to hear. So ask, what would I want to hear if I was in this person's shoes? You know, you change someone's day or maybe their, their entire life by saying the right words at the right time from the heart. Remember, the right words at the right time are like a soothing breeze of encouragement. And number eight is encourage the dream of others. Dreams are by definition cursed with short lifespans. Never, never allow yourself to become a dream killer. You know, even if you think another person's dream is far-fetched, that's no excuse for criticizing them. You know, when I, when I decided to start my insurance agency from, agency from scratch in my mid-40s, my wife was my number one encourager. 
You know, it's, it's extremely difficult to build any kind of business, let alone do it successfully. You know, I, I, an example I always use, a rocket ship uses over two-thirds of its fuel just getting off the launch pad. And I tell you, my, my wife's encouragement and support provided over two-thirds of the fuel that I needed to get my business off that launch pad. And, and you know, dreams, dreams are at the center of our souls, and encouraging others is one of the greatest gifts that we can give. So I, you know, really start to think about, start encouraging other people. The more you do, the more they're, they're going to share their dreams with you. And the greater chance that you will get to watch them bloom. So forget about critiquing, critiquing another person's dream. Just ask, who can I encourage today and, re- and help them reach their dreams? And offer specific help in bringing another person closer to making his or, dream or his or her dream a reality. Remember, when a person shares his or her dream with you, it's the center of that person's soul. So I hope you enjoyed that, folks, for today. This, this concludes today's podcast of Personal Growth Recipes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and leave a comment down below. Follow me on, on Twitter at Ron Denner. Follow me on Instagram at Denner Ron. Uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Ron Denner. Uh, please subscribe to Personal Growth Recipes on Apple Podcasts. And please give us a five-star rating if you've been enjoying it. And I also want to invite you to like and share our Facebook page. And the wording in that changed just a little bit. It's just it's facebook.com slash personal growth recipes. So facebook.com slash personal growth recipes. And I also invite you to tune in next Wednesday for my upcoming podcast. Um, and this is Ron Denner, your host for Personal Growth Recipes, serving up and signing off.